What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brandon Duff, Nick Frazier, and Maddie Kimmel. And we have reached the last day of August, September 1st, uh, will be coming up which starts, you know, autumn, autumn, which will lead into October baseball. So it's becoming, uh, you know, for some teams, crunch time around the league. Brandon, how we doing? Man, I'm doing good. We're in a heated playoff battle right now with another host of the show. You know, we're one and one against each other this year, so I feel like it. It was so this was meant to be, squaring off again. See who can make the championship. The other guy goes home. Um, it's a close one too. So. We'll see how that goes. How you doing, Nick? Uh, the I'm enemy. Nervous. I'm nervous. I I am the enemy tonight. I am the enemy. But um, so I'm just if I will, I may have to go through all three other three members of the Grand Slam podcast. That, that would be an impressive thing. Shake up, and that would feel. I think that. Be the best, I don't know, stretch for me personally of all time. But I don't want to speak too soon. It's a tough matchup. I believe you've got the lead. I haven't checked. I've honestly only been setting my lineups, possibly making a move as soon as the uh, the first pitch gets thrown and just locking it away for the rest of the night until the next morning and see how it turned out. I'm, I'm so nervous about it. But anyway, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good, boys. Very excited to talk a little baseball tonight. Obviously, we're getting to the home stretch. Our home league, like you said, we're in the playoffs. We're in the thick of it. But most leagues now are in the final two or three weeks of their seasons, gearing up for their own playoffs. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're it's crunch time, boys. So most most teams are what? They're like a week away or two weeks away from playoffs? My other leagues have my other leagues will start the playoffs after we finish. So we have two more weeks. Okay. Of playoffs all right, all right. This week and the next week. So this week and the next week, then we start playoffs. Makes sense. With that said, yeah, Brandon, you got some news and notes to start the show here. Yeah. Um, start off. Jordan Alvarez uh, has a hand injury. He's held out of the Astros lineup again on Wednesday versus the Rangers. The Tampa Bay Rays placed left-handed pitcher Shane McClanahan on the 15-day injured list with a left shoulder impingement. They also placed infielder Brandon Lau on the 10-day injured list, retroactive to August 28th. Uh, That was with a triceps injury. Wilson Contreras is out of the lineup again for the Cubs on Wednesday. That's due to an ankle injury. The Marlins activated Trevor Rogers from the 15-day injured list, and uh, he's looking good so far tonight. Salvador Perez was scratched from the Royals lineup late on Wednesday. Ronald Acuna Jr. is back in the Braves lineup. He's starting uh, tonight. The White Sox activated Lance Lynn from the bereavement list. Uh, he should be starting the, their game tonight. Gunnar Henderson was called up by the Orioles. And from what I'm told, he has a home run tonight, which is a great start to his career. What is he, 21 still? Yeah, he could barely drink in Baltimore. Definitely. Right, right. And Corbin Carroll was also called up to Diamondbacks, another highly touted prospect. <clears throat> Yeah, like I was just saying, September uh, is here now, which means all these all these prospects are going to get their shot, especially on teams like the Diamondbacks. I know the Orioles. That, that was an interesting call. They're they're right in the thick of things, and they're uh, they they brought Henderson up, and he's already producing. Like you said, launched one, lost his helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but you know, <laughs> still be able to round round the bases. But uh, yeah, he he looks like can't miss at this point. He, he's going to be good. Yeah, he's, he's rocketed through the system. But we have a very yeah, exciting. You're seeing a bunch, you're seeing right. a bunch of teams uh, call some kids up to to their taxi squad today on the 31st in anticipation of September call-ups tomorrow. So you could see a slew of guys hit the big leagues as soon as you know you're listening to this very up podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a very exciting show for you all tonight. Uh, we're gonna get into our first segment here. I'm gonna kick it to Maddie again. If you want to go over what we're gonna be doing in this first segment. All right, so this is a familiar kind of exercise in a lot of different fantasy leagues. And this is a little, we can do a little keep trade cut 
but we're going to put a little twist on it. We're going to look at it through the lens of dynasty leagues. A lot of uh, fantasy baseball leagues, obviously their trade deadline has come and gone given the time of the year that we are currently in. So we're going to look on the long-term scale, look at futures here, and we're going to each have, uh, I think we have three different categories in which we're going to do a keep trade cut. So let's just dive right on in the first one. Uh, three outfielders that have outperformed their preseason expectations. We're talking about Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs, Andrew Benintendi from the New York Yankees, and Taylor Ward from the Anaheim Angels. So we're going to go first with our keeps. Nick, who are you keeping of these three outfielders? You're muted, Nick. Oh, my bad. No, Fail. Fail on my rookie, part. Rookie, rookie, rookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm playing like a rookie. I, I should be sent back down immediately. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm going to pass for this one. Let me think about it for a minute. The first, this is keep trade cut, not keep <laughs> trade cut pass. But that's okay. okay. Tyler, okay. who are you going to uh, go with? Right, right, nope, 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 nope. You're passing, Nick. You, we'll get to you maybe later. We'll see. We'll see how it feels. Tyler, you go first. <laughs> who are you keeping of the three? All right. My mute button was never on, so I'm already off to a better start than, <laughs> than our co-host Nick here. Uh, I'm just kidding, Nick. He, Nick just beat me last week in fantasy, so I'm sorry. I'm a little bitter right now. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, I'm going to keep Ian Happ. Uh, out of the three, batting 276 this year, 15 home runs, seven RB, uh, sorry, seven stolen bases. Could be a little higher there, but I like the 62 ribbies hitting, uh, you know, right around the middle of that Chicago Cubs lineup. And, um, you know, I don't want to get too much into Taylor Ward and Ben Attendi, but I just think out of the three, I'll talk a little bit more about those two when we get to the uh, the trading cuts. But I just, I just like Ian Happ a little, give him the slight edge over those two players. Uh, going into next season and in the future. What about you, Brandon? I'm going to keep Taylor Ward. I think, you know, he, he obviously got off to a really fast start this year when he when he came on to the Angels. I think he started off on the IL. He was hurt, right, to start the season? Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, he, he was scorching when he came out. But um, slowed down a lot. He's been a little bit better recently. I just feel he's he's his barrel percent is still over 10% for the year. It's at 12.1. Um, he's going to... 339 x Wobble, which is the highest of everybody. Um, I just like him going forward. I mean, still going to be with Otani and Trout. So I'm going to go with Taylor Ward. I think he'll still be starting next year. So he's my keeper. I'll go next because I am going to echo the same thing you just said, Brandon. I'm keeping Taylor Ward, which was actually a little bit of a surprise for me when I dove into these three players. I wasn't expecting to be as high on Ward as I turned out to be. His talent profile certainly stabilized over the course of the year. And when you look at it now, it's Pretty good. It's a pretty good ball player. All three of these guys have a WRC plus around 125, uh, which is above average for sure. Um, but when you look at his baseball savant page, Taylor Ward just kind of passes the eye test. He impacts the ball well. Brandon, you mentioned a, a above average barrel rate at 11.7%. He's got a 40.4 hard hit rate, which is good. And his 8.3% swinging strike rate, it kind of suggests that he's not an all or nothing guy, that he's someone that can handle himself at the plate. He'll be on the Angels next year. Reports are that they are going to do everything they can to keep Shohei Otani. So if you put him at the in the thick of a lineup that's that showcase Otani, Trout, and hopefully Anthony Rendon, who's healthy next year, uh, I'm ready. I'm willing to keep Taylor Ward in Dynasty, and I kind of like his potential, you know, two, three year uh, outlook here. Nick, you got one for uh, your keep? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Tyler on this one. I'm gonna go with Ian Hap. Uh, the kind of fall off from Taylor Ward for a little bit kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I feel like it's like a year where just one of those guys that kind of breaks out and then he kind of falls back to the middle of the pack next year. He, I, he's giving me those vibes, not really going based off like any significant numbers like you were, but I think Ian Happ is just more of a veteran presence. He's had a pretty good year. He set career, set a career high in doubles and his batting batting average. And, you know, uh, he's been around a little bit and he produces. So I think out of the two, I, I would go with Happ, but I, I'm, I'm not opposed to Ward. I'm just, 
between the two. I'm going to go with Ian Happ. Okay, so let's move on to the trade. I wonder if we're all going to be similar here. Tyler, who are you trading of the three outfielders? I would be trading Taylor Ward. Uh, you get two buyers right here with Brandon and Maddie. You both <laughs> said you'd keep him. So, but, but no, that's why. I, I feel like he uh, his value's up, and I agree with what Nick said. I think he had that really hot stretch for a month or two where he was like literally the best player in fantasy, like or up there in like WRC plus, I believe. And he's had a little bit of a decline since then. And uh, Brandon, you mentioned he, he was injured to start the year. He, he was injured during the year. He has a history of injuries. Uh, I just think um, looking at, you know, body of work over time, the last couple of years, I think Ian Happ is more likely to stay on the field and produce uh, than Taylor Ward. So, uh, and I think Taylor Ward can get you a nice piece back. So I would be trading Taylor Ward. Brandon, who are you trading? It's, it- Pretty similar to what Tyler said is why I'd be trading Ian Happ. Um, <laughs> like, you know, Nick just said earlier, career highs in batting average, doubles. He's got 15 home runs, seven stolen bases. He's got a little bit of the uh, power-speed combo that a lot of people look for. Um, I think that would kind of attract some decent, like a decent return for Happ. So I think Ian Happ would be the guy out of these three that i trade. Yeah. What about you, Matt? So I'm going to actually trade Andrew Benintendi. He's got the highest WRC plus that he's had since 2018. He has an improved play IQ, which is uh, pretty enticing, I think. And I think that all those stats will encourage a league mate to make a pretty significant offer. Uh, And if you can do that, I would take the money and run. He is a free agent after this season. Um, So a landing spot will be a big deal for a guy with his profile. And he has the highest BABIP since 2016, which is about 40 points higher uh, than his season projections uh, stated. So I just, I think he has a high fall off, but I think given the three guys and and their clout within the trade market, I think he's going to garnish the biggest return. And for that reason, I'm definitely going to trade Andrew Benintendi. How old is Benintendi now? Ben Intendi right now, he is 28. He will be 28 entering next season as well. I think all three guys are actually pretty similar in the age range. Ian Happ is also 28. Taylor Ward, let's look it up right here, is also 28. So they're all 28, and they all have a WRC plus of 125. It's almost like they were picked for a reason, Mm -hmm. boys. (laughs) Nick, who are you trading? Oh, this is tough because I don't think uh, either guy left for me deserves to be cut. But I, I think I would try and trade Taylor Ward. Uh, all the things you said about Andrew, Andrew Benintendi are great. He, he's consistent. Yeah, but, you know, I'm losing your neck. Boring guys, batting average so far. I don't know how he's or no. Sorry, Nick. It sounded like you were getting sucked out of the matrix there. Anyway, um, are you guys losing me? Yeah, sounds like you're losing you. All right, so we're going to move on to the cut segment. Who oh, my last God. Three. Uh, uh, all right. Brandon. <laughs> sorry, technical difficulties make us chuckle. We are 10-year-olds here after all. Yeah, no Tyler, problem. who are you cutting? You've already said you keep trade. Everyone yeah. listening knows your uh, cut, so tell us why. Yeah, obviously, it's uh, the only guy left uh, on my end is Ben Attendi would be the guy I'd cut. Uh, kind of like Nick said, you don't want to cut any of these guys, but if you had to choose, right, you know, left without an option. But Ben Attendee's more of like a, a slap hitter. He's only got five home runs. Everyone thought when he would go to Yankee Stadium that home run uh, total would go up, and it hasn't. Um, so, well, of course you know, especially, especially in, ca- in categories leagues, he's just not providing a ton. Five home runs, eight stolen bases. The average is all right, over 300, but, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. Uh, I would – Rather take the other two over Benintendi at this point. Brandon, why are you cutting Andrew Benintendi? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Um, I think one of the words I actually heard Nick use when he was talking about Andrew Benintendi was boring. And I think because of that, he's not going to, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I personally, I wouldn't give up a lot for Benintendi. So I think he'd be the guy that I'd ultimately cut. 
Uh, I'm going to cut Ian Happ. Uh, out of Benintendi and Ian Happ, they actually have pretty similar profiles. Um, their X stats both suggest they're kind of out kicking their coverage, but Ian Happ's is just a tad more. And unless he's moved, he's going to remain in a pretty mediocre Cubs offense. And let's face it, I think out of the three, I think he probably has the least amount of trade juice in a points league. Uh, so that's why I'm cutting Ian Happ. I'm not really too excited of his 2023 outlook in general, to be quite honest with you. Nick, why are you cutting Andrew Benintendi? I don't know if Nick's with us. All right, hard-hitting analysis. Let's move on to the next guy, next round here. Uh, we're going to talk about some first basemen. All three of these guys are under 30 years old, and they're all pretty, pretty reliable in fantasy baseball. But we're going to play a little keep, trade, cut. Rowdy Telez from the Milwaukee Brewers, Nate Lowe from the Texas Rangers, and Reese Hoskins from the Philadelphia Phillies. Tyler, who are you keeping of these three first basemen? I'm going to keep uh, Hoskins, Reese Hoskins. Uh, he's done it the last few seasons now. He's got a high on-base percentage, uh, 26 home runs this year, hitting in that small ballpark in Philadelphia. Um, looking at the other two guys, uh, having good seasons, but I think Hoskins has done it longer than they have, more reliable. Uh, I feel more comfortable keeping Hoskins than the other two. Uh, what about you, Brandon? I'm going to go with Rowdy. Rowdy. Um, I think a lot of people expected big things from him. You know, when he was in Toronto, he always kind of had the the quality of contact that you want to see. He hit the ball hard, high barrel percentage and hard hit percentage, and then went to Milwaukee and got a full-time job. And I think he's kind of showing out this year. Um, he's got 27 home runs on the season. He's got a 13.3 barrel percentage, um, 46% hard hit rate. And then since the all-star break, he's kind of, you know, he's been even better. He's got a 15% barrel rate since then. Um, yeah, he's making good contact. He's not striking out a ton, 19.6% strikeout rate since the all-star break. I think Rowdy's the guy that I would keep going forward. And, oh, just by the ages, actually, Rowdy's 27, Nathaniel Lowe is 27, and Hoskins is 29. We'll be 30 next year. So I'm actually going to side with Tyler. I'm keeping Mr. Hoskins. Um, I think he's just the most reliable of the three. He, believe it or not, he's got a career WRC plus of 132, which is actually really good. Uh, and I just think you know what you're going to get from Reese Hoskins. You're going to get about a 250 average, about 30 home runs, and around 150 runs plus RBIs. And you can kind of take that to the bank, and I think that's super valuable in predicting future players' outcomes. Uh, his underlining metrics are always consistent throughout his career, kind of stating that uh, no year was a spike year or anything like that. So I think when you can rely uh, on a couple of things to be predictable, you you want to you want to you know you want to rely you, you want to depend on that stuff, and that's good to know. And he is on a contract for another year, so like you said, Tyler, he's going to be in a good offense in a good ballpark. Nick, you're back. We're welcome to have you back. Who are you keeping out of Rowdy Telez, Nate Lowe, and Reese Hoskins? So I'm going to try this one more time. Can you hear me at all? It's not working. It's going like slow motion. Can you hear me? No. No, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we got to move on here to the uh yeah we're gonna move on to the trade part of yes. the keep trade cut the first baseman tyler who are you trading so out of hoskins to les and nathaniel lau i um would be trading nathaniel lau of the three especially right now he's been on fire these past two weeks um just hitting like home runs two two hits a game three hits a game he's got two hits tonight Guy's on absolute fire, but I just fear with Nathaniel Lau over the last couple of seasons, he has peaks and valleys. Like right now, he's really hot, but earlier in the year, he was really low. Like he was batting like on a 200, I think, really struggling, but he's seen to catch fire now. I think his uh, his his value is right now is so high that uh, he'd be the guy I'd be looking to 
uh, trade and, and see if you can sell high on Nathaniel Lau. Brandon? Yeah, because my my keep was rowdy, I think my trade would be Reese Hoskins. Um, I think he has by far the most value out of anybody on the list. You could probably get the best return for him. Um, like Matt said, he's been very consistent over his career. So I think he could pull in a decent haul. So the guy I'm going to trade is Rowdy Telez, but here's the wrinkle I'm going to throw because I don't give a damn. I'm trading for Rowdy Telez. I ain't trading him away. I'm trading for Rowdy Telez. I love his 2022 campaign. His his analytical profile suggests that all of his production is completely reliable year to year. He has a 90th percentile or better max exit velocity, expected WOBA, expected slugging, and barrel percentage, and he should be back in Milwaukee in 2023. I love Rowdy Telez. I like him going forward, so I am trading him, but I'm not trading the man away. I'm trading Four, Rowdy Telez. That's going to bring us to the cut of these first basemen. Tyler, why are you cutting Nate Low? Seems like we're all just going to get in line and cut Nate Low here. Mm-hmm. No, you're wrong. I traded Nate Low. You traded Nate? Oh, my fault. I think said okay. So yeah, who he's are you on cutting? Fire. He's been on fire. Yeah, I traded Nate Low because the last two weeks he was on fire. Are you, are you paying attention, Maddie? That might have been a, you might have got me on when hosts aren't listening for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely when hosts. Like, aren't you listening. got me. You caught me, yeah. man. No, I'm uh, cutting Rowdy Telez, unfortunately. And that's wow. That's because I'm trading Nate Lowe on, on selling high, I said. I'm selling high on Nate Lowe and what he's doing right now. He's let past couple weeks. So, Telez, unfortunately, is the only guy left. I'm, I'd rather keep Hoskins and Telez. Nothing against Rowdy. I, I like Rowdy. I wish I could keep them both. But it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. Brandon, why are you cutting Nate Lowe? And I know you are because I was actually listening. Sorry, Tyler. I feel so bad. Tyler, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, Nathaniel Lowe is going to be cut here, which is is tough because he's actually, like Tyler said, he's been – since the All-Star break, he's batting 330, 10 home runs. It's been really good. But the thing that I do agree with Tyler on is that I feel like he's – he does have peaks and valleys, kind of up and down. And, you know, so he's, he's my cut. He's just kind of the last one standing. So that's, a, I mean, that's fair enough. And it's kind of the same with me. I do like Nate Lowe. I'm not looking to cut him uh, if, if you can, but for the sake of the exercise, he's my cut. Um, Cause he kind of just presents probably the most risk uh, next year of the three. And he has more indicators uh, that his 23 season may not be as productive as the one we're currently seeing his bad bibs a tad elevated his batted ball metrics aren't, uh, any they're a lot actually better than they've been over the, his career. So either he's found something or he's getting a little bit fortunate and only time will tell that in his X stats, they all kind of suggest that he's kind of out kicking coverage. He's out punching his way to Tad. And for those reasons, I'd rather just have the other two first basemen. So he is a cut for me, Nick, who are you cutting of the three first basemen? I'm cutting Rowdy Telez. He's back. You got me. Am I <laughs> <Nice>. clear? <laughs> Sound good. Yeah, all right. My God, you're in the I, wilderness. I, I just before I go into that, listen, I know I am in the wilderness. I am sorry for the technical difficulties. It was a rough stretch there. But um yeah, I'm cutting rowdy Delez. I like the prospects of Nate Lowe and Reese Hoskins. Just to go back to it, I would keep Reese Hoskins. I think he's just the more consistent of the three. And I would trade Nate Lowe right now on his little uh, hot bender he's going on right now. And Rowdy Telez, I just – I think it's really – he's only done it for like one year. He's having a pretty good year for his uh, 2022 campaign, but I don't, I don't think it'd be like anything. There's just too many first basemen out there. So he's not somebody I would even consider keeping. I think he's just a one-year guy. Oh, that's interesting. That's, so so you're actually down on him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really, um, I don't really like buy into him being like a long term asset at the first base position compared to everybody else that's kind of coming around, or that's even there. So, what about yeah. his what what about his twenty twenty two season? You think is unsustainable though? I it, I don't know. It's it's not that it's I don't think it's unsustainable, but I. I I feel like he's a, kind of a streaky guy, too. I mean, they're all streaky to an extent. Everybody's streaky, but I, I don't know. Something about Rowdy Telez, out of the three, I would definitely – like, I'm 
if he was on my team, I wouldn't even be considering keeping him. If he, if he was like my number one first baseman, I, I think I would try to find someone else. I mean, depending on the format, I would think I would try to find someone else like the next year or even like a, a prospect, one of the newer guys that have come up this year. And that may even get called up in the next coming months. Uh, I don't think he's a long-term guy for me. So and he would be my cup. Nay, low, I, I, I do like better. I would rather keep him. Okay. But I would trade him away. <laughs> so. Well, you mentioned some young candidates, and that's actually going to give us a nice little segue to the next keep trade cut, which are AL Rookie of the Year candidates. We have obviously outfielder Julio Rodriguez from Seattle, Adley Rauschman catcher from the Baltimore Orioles, and outfielder Stephen Kwan from the Cleveland Guardians. Tyler, of those three Rookie of the Year candidates, which one are you keeping? Well, first of all, I just wanted to make a point. I know Nick's been kind of in and out, but so far we've had the same uh, keep trade cuts for both of the first two. Let's see if we can continue it for the whole show. One more, one more round to go. Um, of the uh, the three, I'm going to have to keep Julio Rodriguez. Uh, guy's already over 20, 20, uh, 20 home runs, 20 steals right now. He's only 21 years old. Um, I think in the future, this guy can clearly be a 30-30 guy um, for, for a few years when he uh, kind of – um, adds a little bit more muscle, I guess. He's only 21, so he's only going to get bigger and stronger. Um, the speed's going to not really go anywhere. So, um, yeah, Julio Rodriguez is, is the guy I, I would be keeping out of the three. Brandon, which one of the three are you keeping? Yeah, this one's a no-brainer for me. I'd be keeping Julio Rodriguez. Um, I agree with what Tyler said. I think, like, I mean, this dude's got 300 average potential in the future. He's fast. He hits the ball really hard. Does strike out quite a bit, but 30% barrel rate on the year. I, I like Julio Rodriguez going forward. He's obviously got that power-speed combo that everybody's looking for in categories, leagues. Um, he's he's just a young superstar. So, yeah, I, I, Julio Rodriguez is my keeper. Nick, who are you keeping of these three Rookie of the Year candidates? This might be uh, unanimous. I, I don't know. Maybe you'll, you'll go do... Uh something different, but I'm going Julio as well. I think he's a superstar. He's going to be a five-tool guy. Steals tons of bases. He's got some power. Power speed guy. And, um, yeah, I'm, there's not much more I can say about it. The other guys hit on it just as well. So, Well, I actually am going to pivot because I'm keeping Adley Rauschman of the three. Uh, catcher bias. That's yeah. a catcher bias. <laughs> there's definitely some catcher bias. For two reasons. One, I used to be a catcher in uh, about 100 years ago. <laughs> but also the catcher position is a straight dumpster fire. It's a super scarce uh, position, and he's proving to be a stud at the position. He has the fifth highest WRC plus among catchers since he was called up. And his 17.2K rate and 6.4% swinging strike rate are overwhelmingly positive for future success. So I think this kid's someone you want to have on your roster. He can be your solution, your set-it-and-forget-it catcher, your outlier in terms of your team build. So that's why I'm keeping Adley Rauschman. Let's move on to the trades. Tyler, which one of these candidates are you trading away? I would trade Adley Rauschman just because uh, of his position. I feel like he you can get more return throwing out that he's a catcher. And, and obviously catcher in fantasy is probably the worst position. So when you have a young talent like that, uh, who's going to be probably a top three, five catcher, maybe even the best catcher in, in the next few years, uh, you can get a, a great return for that. So um, out of Rushman and Quan, I, I'd be looking to trade Rushman to get a bigger return. I think he's more valuable. Brandon. Yeah. I mean, this just like Julio was a no-brainer for my keeper, Adley's a no-brainer for my trade. Um, top prospect, like Matt said, he plays a position that's extremely hard to find. Um, I could go on and say, I guess, like the same exact stuff Tyler just said. Um, what do you guys think his power upside is for Rutschman? In time, I, I think... Fangraphs like a- has him as like a raw power. Like I forget what I was when I looked at it, but I thought it was like absurdly high. Like a 70 say, or something like that. No, I'd say he's like a he, – in time, he'd be like a 20-homer guy. Oh, oh see, I, I think thought that's way super, higher than that. I, no, I'm thinking 30-35. Yeah, right, I'm, right, being, right. I'm, being, I'm being modest, but I think over time, he will reach like 30s. 
Yeah, I think he's. I think you're looking at a perennial thirty home run guy. Honestly, he's got eight on the season. He hits the ball well, uh, and he, you know, he's a switch hitter, so he can kind of take advantage of whoever's pitching. So I think he got thirty, thirty-five plus. Nick, who are you trading away of these three rookie of the year candidates? I, I, I think Rushman, other than Julio. Well, actually, I mean, Julio probably would have uh, garnered the most return. But I think, you know, like Tyler said, with his um, pedigree and his position, I, I think you can get the biggest haul for Adley Rushman. So I'd definitely be – if I'm keeping Julio, if I have to choose between the two, I you know, I'm trading Rushman. So see what I can get out of that. So uh, that's kind of why I settled on trading Julio Rodriguez. There's no two ways about it. The kid is an absolute stud. Uh, he probably has the highest ceiling amongst these three guys, but his 15.1 swinging strike percentage does present a case for some potential volatility in the future. Uh, and like you guys kind of mentioned about Rushman, I think there's no doubt about it. If you put Rodriguez on your trade block, you're going to absolutely garnish a massive, massive return. You're talking about a package of two or three startable players. I think easy if you put them on the block. So in no way, shape or form, am I looking to get rid of Rodriguez if I roster him in dynasty, but given the exercise, I think uh, I'm looking to trade him just given the absolute silly return you could get for him. So that's good. That leaves Stephen Kwan. We're all cutting Stephen Kwan. <laughs> so let's all just go around and, and explain why we are cutting the outfielder from Cleveland. Tyler. I don't want to, I don't want to cut Stephen Kwan. Uh, and you, you all made it sound Tyler. like this was like a complete no brainer, <laughs> but I might argue a little bit in categories leagues. Absolutely. It's a no brainer in points leagues. You got your boy Julio striking out 33% of the time. Stephen Kwan striking out what two percent of the time? This guy never strikes out in points league. Stephen Kwan is such a is a great asset. Obviously, you know Julio's probably got the bigger ceiling than Kwan, but I would cut Kwan and pick him right back up because I love me I love me some Stephen Kwan. Brandon, why are you cutting Kwan? Yeah, this is a no brainer. Stephen Kwan would be cut. Not in point, not in points leagues, but go ahead. He'd be cut. It wouldn't be close. In categories, I agree. Anywhere, just because, like you said, the upside is—it's not See, even close. You have Julio and I have Quan. Now we're getting biased with our. With our <laughs> have, have you guys watched The Sandman? No. On Netflix. Well, that's what Stephen Quan is because he puts me right to sleep. So. <laughs> uh, how would Stephen Quan, Mister Gold Glove, left fielder, <laughs> diving into the stands, getting bunt singles, hitting the third base side, hitting home runs? How does he put you to sleep? This guy is like, this guy is incredible. You saw, I sound like you were talking about Derek Jeter. Uh, besides yeah. the left field part, but he, his catch was better than Derek Jeter's <laughs> I got to be honest, I, of all of the categories we've gone through tonight, Quan might be the most cuttable for me. Uh, it's not that I don't like him. I think he might have the highest floor of the guys we've talked about uh, from the rookie of the year candidates, but it's pretty fragile. I think if his average dips, uh, and he bats like 250, like his kind of some of his projections uh, suggest. You're not really looking at much of anything at all. You're looking at a walk. Stephen Kwan's gonna bat 250. This guy's the next Tony Gwynn. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> Who passed the good stuff over to Tyler? <laughs> Stephen Kwan yeah. is not nobody's Tony. Stephen Kwan is gonna be a 300 hitter the next 10 years in the league. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, my god. Elite, elite <laughs> bat to ball skills. You guys need to watch some more Stephen Kwan. I think we need to roster Stephen Kwan and, and, and yeah. drink the Kool-Aid because I feel like, like this guy yeah. he only has four barrels on the entire year. You have, <laughs> if you bunt it every time, you might have more barrels. You have not been paying attention to Stephen Kwan since the All-Star break. I think I have. Yeah. Not really, actually. That's probably true. No. But of these three guys, he's a clear cut of the three. Uh, he's probably a clear cl- cut of the nine we've talked about tonight, in my opinion. Uh, he just doesn't really have much upside. He's like a, a good points league guy because he doesn't strike out, but really not much of anything else. Haters. I can think of 40 other guys that I would take over Stephen Kwan. Haters. Tyler, <laughs> did you, what did you do with Kwan? Well, yeah, because I said in, we're talking <laughs> category. Cut him. Cut him like the <laughs> rest of us. This is this was my argument Cut though, Brandon. Cut it out. In ca- I said in categories, there's no no competition. Julio all day, every day. I said in points leagues, 
where strikeouts, you get negative points, and Julio is getting 33% strikeout rate, and Stephen Kwan's never striking out, like never getting you negative numbers. What what are their – I got to look. What are their total points in the season? They're probably not as far apart as you think so. No, I have no idea, honestly. Has Stephen Kwan even broken 400 points? Sure, yeah. looked it up right now. Julio Rodriguez might not have. He missed time. I feel like and middle he, of the pack guys are hovering around like 350. Julio Rodriguez started. He was like uh, in our league. He was like under two points for the whole first month of the season. Juan is 415. Okay, so he just broke it recently, probably. Quan has more points than Julio Rodriguez in he our is, home baseball league by about 30 points. All right, so who's who's changing their uh, trade cut or keep? I am not. Right. I'm staying strong. Oh, oh, you want to make an argument too for average points per game? Quan 3.6, Julio 3.5. Yeah, Julio started the year at one. Who's drinking the Kool Aid now? Get off me. Drop, drops the pen. Tyler, you're drinking the Kool Aid, buddy. Yeah, it, but you're not really. You but you're also him. not really you drinking the Kool Aid. You also <laughs> cut him. You cut no, him. I know. But my only argument was all three of you with the this one's not even close. The most boring player I can think of, Steven. Meanwhile, he's got a higher points per game and more points than Julio in points leagues. Categories leagues, it's easy. It's easy. Keep Julio. I said it's not as cl- I said it's closer than you think was my was my argument. Uh, all of us cut him. Yeah, I guess we it's all the cut only him one now. that all of us cut. It is the only one of the three that we all cut pretty unanimously. But you Steven guys Kwan's were you guys are trash talking Stephen Kwan or what was going on. Stephen Kwan is what what Nick, what is your expression for those guys? He is white milk. He's <laughs> <laughs> just we gotta think we gotta come up with more boring stuff because you can't give white milk to everybody. Stephen Kwan is the sound you are hearing every time Nick talks. It is the sound of crickets that'll put mm-hmm. you to sleep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now, now you guys are just trying to egg me on more. I'm not, yeah, we are, we are, we are, we not falling for it this time. Because Quan's a good player. Like I said, he might have the highest floor of the guys we talked about. And the, uh, honestly, like if I had looked at the our points league would, for reference, I would have honestly it wouldn't have made it as clear cut as I had initially said so brazenly. So I think overall, Tyler, you do get awarded the point, but. We're all on the same page. We're cutting. Yeah, we no, I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. I, I, Would you rather be sleeping on the floor, or sleeping on a nice puffy cloud, cloud nine? The floor, because you will go right through a cloud. <laughs> I'm trying to d- spark your imagination. You will fall straight through that cloud to the ground to your death. <laughs> I guess. If so, no. if you could if you could sleep on a cloud. All right. Without falling through. Let's move it along here. Let's get into our championship segment. We had an interesting one last week. We all had to pick a pitcher uh, who we thought was going to give up the least amount of, of or get the least amount of points, which means they had the worst outing uh, going into the uh, weekend. And they had to be rostered over 50%, I believe. Right, Maddie? That was what you gave us. Yeah. Um, and I think you won, right? You picked your, uh, the guy that you, uh, you rode with all year. Uh, Mr. Eric Lauer, uh, did you well? Eric Lauer finally uh, backed you up when you uh, picked him. <laughs> finally, things came to fruition in a bad way when it comes to Eric Lauer. I uh, picked him to get the least amount of points, and he did. Uh, two of the four candidates for last week's champion actually straight up shoved. Two of them pitched okay, but luckily for me, apparently Eric Lauer was the worst. So that led to my choosing because I am the current champ. And this week we are picking a player that's rostered in 50% or less of ESPN leagues. And they are the guy that we believe will accrue the most total bases Friday through Sunday. I'll go ahead and just give my guy first. And I would like to nominate Jake Fraley. He's rostered about 9% of leagues. Uh, since the beginning of August, he's got a 286 batting average. He's walking at a 13.3% clip. He's got a 247 ISO and a 391 Woba. He is hosting the Colorado Rockies at where? The GAB, baby. I love to say it, Tyler. You got that in my head so hard. The GAB, the Great American Ballpark. He even may sit against a left-handed pitcher and Kyle Freeland on Friday. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go with them this weekend to get the most total bases and represent me in the fantasy champion of the, for the world, basically. So, uh, Jake Fraley, that's my nominee. Tyler, who you go with? 
So I've been making some awful picks the past few weeks. Uh, I know when we did our tag team, I picked Josh Bell. Uh, last week, I picked our man Marquez at the Mets. He pitched an absolute gem. Uh, one hit in seven innings. Which is not <laughs> not what I wanted thing. out of him. I wanted him <laughs> to get uh, lit up, and he actually went out there and probably had the best performance of, of the weekend. But uh, anyways, I'm going to go with Albert Pujols. This weekend, getting the most total bases over the weekend. Uh, he's going to be facing two lefties and he, at home in St. Louis, facing Justin Steele and uh, Drew Smiley. And uh, Adrian Sampson's pitching Sunday. We'll see if he gets in the lineup or not, maybe a pinch hit or two. He's at uh, 694 career home runs, so he needs 700. I know that's a big thing going on right now in St. Louis. Everyone wants to see him get to that mark. So I'm going to pick Pujols. Hopefully, hopefully he knocks a couple out of the park this weekend. We'll see. Tyler, not only have you two things you've done tonight, you've enlightened me on the uh, on the greatness that is the Quan, and you've also given, in my opinion, my favorite champion selected tonight. I love riding this juju, and Albert Pujols is, you know, he just got that magic right now. I love this pick. I love it. Brandon, who are you going to go with your champ? Well, with Nick Prado from the Kansas City Royals, they're going against the Tigers this weekend. Um, I think it's Pineda's coming back from the IL. He's got Matt Manning on Sunday, and Hutchinson, I think, is pitching on Saturday. So he's got three righties. He's a lefty. Um, his last 33 plate appearances, he's been 267 with a 700 slugging percentage, 433 ISO. He's got a 22 barrel percentage over that time, 22% barrel percentage. Um, he's also striking out well over 30%. So... But we're going for total bases here. The strikeouts don't matter. If he's hitting long balls, I'm getting total bases. So I'm going with Nick Prado as my champion. Nick, who are you choosing to represent you in the ultimate battle for fantasy baseball supremacy? Well, I am going to go with another Cardinal because I love their matchups this week and beyond. But this weekend, they're going against the Cubs. Tyler already mentioned who they were going against. I'm going to go with Corey Dickerson. Corey Dickerson's been on a bit of a hot streak. He's kind of got that BABIP going for him right now. He's hitting some doubles. Doesn't hit for much power, but he's had plenty of multi-hit games over the past couple of weeks. And he's getting the playing time over uh, Dylan Carlson. Seems to be starting most days. So I'm just going to ride that hot wave, see, uh, see how it goes. Okay. I want to ask you guys a real quick question. This isn't really a fantasy baseball question. It's just a baseball question in general. I saw it posted on Twitter and it made me think. Uh, Albert Pujols is what you said, six away, Tyler, from 700? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, A-Rod, who retired years ago, is four away. If he were to DH for any team next year and play a full season, do you guys think he would hit four home runs to get to that 700 peak? I agree. I agree, too. Do you think he should? No, no, no team's gonna take. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right you don't think a team would would grab them just for the hell of it and maybe sell tickets? It's a media circus. Why would they do? Why would a team want that distraction of a rod on their team to just? They they know why he'd be on the team just to try to hit four home runs. Right, right. But, but I mean, if you're the if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, you are spurning your wheels going nowhere. Why not sign him up? Get some butts in the seats. Have him hit his four home runs. We'd have it, basically the sequel to Mister Three Thousand. To me, it's almost a slap in the face to the other players in the team. Like I, I would, if I'm like Brian Reynolds to Brian Hayes over there, I'm like, why are you bringing a Rod in? To, like we're trying to win games, trying to develop our young players here. Like, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like it. Well, I mean, they did. They didn't say anything when Michael Chavis got his chance or uh, any of the other bums that they put in in their lineup every single day. <laughs> Ben Gamble, right? You, you can't have A-Rod make history when you have Ben Gamble getting at-bats. I do agree with that. There would be a reason why A-Rod is getting – A-Rod's not getting brought back to help win, win games. I, I do think A-Rod would easily hit the four home runs. Not, I mean, he would hit four over a season if he DH'd, for sure. It would be – yeah, it would be. But it would be like Tyler's saying, though, if he goes like over whatever, over 40 to start the year and he looks terrible – Tyler's right. These guys, like, there are guys in your team that will be like, what are we doing here? So, yeah. It, I would it, be asking that question from the start if you brought your run in. It's but, probably yeah. true. That's probably true. Absolutely. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the champion segment. So let's kick it to Tyler to do our little money in the bank and wrap this baby up. 
All right. Anyone cash in last week? We got any big winners going no. around? I did not. Nope. No. All right. I, I'll get us started then. Oof. This one. This one hurt. So again, I I lost to Nick. Try making a comeback during during the weekend, and I rode with a guy I shouldn't have trusted. A guy we have a past with. Me and Nick. When I traded Austin Riley for this guy. Uh, for a Sunday start and he got lit up and he just resurfaced. He just made his, his reappearance back in the major leagues. I'm talking about our old friend, Kohei Arihara. And I Never said, forget. didn't even go crazy with it. Didn't even go crazy with him. All I wanted out of Kohei Arihara was a quality start at home against the lousy Detroit Tigers. And Kohei Hara, again, got me negative points over the weekend. Costing my battle, so I did not cash in. Long story short, the next day, Monday morning, I called up my good buddy in Boston. His name is Xander, Xander Bogarts, starting shortstop. Uh, the Texas Rangers will be in Fenway over the weekend. And I asked Mr. Bogarts, can you do me a favor? Can you hit one over the monster off of this bum? He said, I got you. So my money in the bank prediction is Xander Bogarts is taking Koei Ariara over the monster. <laughs> For a home run, baby. And you can take that to the bank. And for all of our listeners, Tyler is close personal friends with Xander Bogarts. They have multiple pictures together, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Absolutely. So the fact that he texts them is pretty dang cool, and I'm glad that he did that. And I'm actually going to go next uh, because I also have a, a Red Sox as my money in the bank prediction. Uh, but first, let me just recap last week. Cade Cavalli, he did not have 10 plus Ks. Uh, matter of fact, he didn't even have the original 7 plus Ks. And to make matters worse, he is now in the IL. So apparently I just brought nothing but bad luck for Mr. Cavalli. And that is uh, not good. But hey, uh, we're moving on to this week. Uh, and this week, uh, I'm going to say that Tommy Pham records two hits. One being an extra base hit, and he drives in two runs on Friday. Why Friday specifically? Well, he's going up against Dallas Keuchel at home, uh, and he just straight demolishes left-handed pitching. He's got a 310 batting average and a 141 WRC+. But I have to make this statement known. This is not just against Keuchel. I'm going to give him the entirety of the game. I don't want to put myself in such a corner. So in Friday's matchup, regardless of the pitcher, Tommy Pham will hit two. One will be an extra base hit, and he will drive in two runs, and you can take that to the bank. Dallas Keuchel is also the worst starting pitcher in all of baseball. <laughs> he is not good. Those old lefties, him and Corbin. <laughs> oh my god! I would I would roll Corbin out there before I rolled out Keuchel if I'm a, if I'm a manager. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty rough when you're when you're resorting to Dallas Keuchel. You know things are not good. What? I'm sorry, Brandon. I know you're going to go up next, but real quick, can I ask this question? What happened to Dallas Keuchel? Because he was good a couple of years ago. Guys, just I think he just they just stopped chasing his stuff out of yeah, the zone. Right, right. He was getting guys to just pound to the ground in Houston in that one season, and guys were just like, "Guess what? I'm just not going to swing until you throw a strike." Because regardless of what you're bringing, I can hit it. Yeah. The right. drop off was real. Bad. All right, so my money in the bank last week, I um, I actually didn't really go with a fantasy pick. It was I picked the Braves. We're gonna sweep the St. Louis Cardinals over the weekend, three game set. Won the first game. Kenley Jansen blew the save in the second game, so they lost that one. And then they actually blew a two run lead in the eighth inning on Sunday, so they actually lost two out of three. Um, so I obviously didn't cash my check. This week I'm going to a pitcher I talked about a few weeks ago, Zach Gallen. Um. Guy's been on fire over his last five starts. He's five and he's four and oh. He's given up zero earned runs. He has 39 Ks over those five starts, over a 30% strikeout rate. I'm gonna go and in four out of those five starts, he's gone seven innings or more. I'm gonna go Zach Gallon's gonna go seven innings plus, and he's gonna have seven or more strikeouts. And you can take that to the bank. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say real quick, too, that's kind of cool, is um, we did an over-under show weeks ago. One of my over-unders for the second half of the year was John Birdie home runs over under 0.5. He went over tonight with his third home run of the season. He finally hit one, huh? He hit one, yeah. <laughs> I think I took the over on. Talking about guys before that had no barrels. I think he had like two 
going into going into the second half. So. Get your money in the bank, Nick. All right, I got to get this one out quick. So uh, I didn't have money in the bank last week. I didn't join you guys. Uh, I loved your picks, though. You went big, just like I do usually. So um, this week, I'm going to go back to the cards. And I'm going to say they scored 23 runs over the series with the Cubs. And Albert Pujols is going to be responsible for a quarter of those. So seven runs. Or actually six runs. I'm sorry. He's going to be responsible for six runs, and they're going to score 23 runs over the weekend. And you can take that to the bank. I love that fastball. Nick just comes back down 105. (laughs) Eight runs runs a game. (laughs) He's going to score six runs. I think drive in six. Yeah, he meant responsible. I think drive in and score probably. Yeah. Yeah, six RBIs. Oh, oh okay. All right. Because I, I was going to say runs, he, he's going to have to hit a home run if he's going to be scoring runs because usually they just pinch run for him when yeah. he gets on. Yeah, he's going to hit six. Yeah. And, and if you're listening and you're a Cubs fan, I'm sorry because Nick is predicting an absolute onslaught this weekend. Well, well, full disclosure, Nick's still in the playoff hunt, and I think he rosters half the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep, yep. He's got Tyler they've O'Neal, got the, they've got the best Arenado. They've got the best matchups over the next two weeks, dude. Like They're all going to be going off. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. He, they've, they've got a good good weekend and at home against the likes it's, of Justin Steele and Adrian Sampson and Drew Smiley. So. And they don't have many days off. I think even next week they might have – seven games or six. I don't know, but it's looking like a, a lot of volume. All right. And good, good luck to uh, all of you on your matchups. Um, obviously tonight and the rest of the week. And uh, it's about that time. We're, we're going to sign off. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at GSFS pod. Uh, you can follow me at Birdman TS 18. Uh, Brandon. At Brando Duff, B-R-A-N-D-O-D-U-F-F. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kiwu. I'm at the real Saint underscore Nick on Twitter. There you go. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next week, you have been listening to Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.